Welcome back to Urban Theology. Thanks for tuning in. This is a podcast brought to you by two millennial men who are brought together by the grace of God. And we're here to talk to you about everything from the ups, the downs, and the in-betweens of this life. What's good, my brother? My God, man. I just want to thank God we survived election week, bro. Oh, man. I know. By the time you're listening to this, everything should be pretty much sealed. Okay. Yeah, we do have a confirmed um, winner. They still have to kind of settle some things, but Biden is going to be the 46th president president of the United States. Yeah, man. It's a lot of people who are just I mean, up in arms because they wanted it to go the other way. And we're going to get into that. You know, today's episode is all about politics and the elections. And um, we're going to... I think... Once you leave this episode, you should have a little bit more clarity as a Christian in terms of where your focus should be. Exactly, because I think a lot of people get lost in the mix in terms of like how they're supposed to vote, what they're supposed to keep in mind when they vote, and just kind of like all these things. So we're just going to try our best to hopefully walk y'all through it. So in the next four years or even the next two years, you won't have as much anxiety. Yeah. And before we go any further, we want to keep that tradition like we always do at this time. We just want to go ahead and say a quick prayer. So I think, whose who's goal is it? I think you went last time. Okay. Yeah, we're going to do that. All right. So go ahead and lead us in this prayer. Bro. So Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you for this day um, that you've made. And we thank you because uh, you made it perfectly. And uh, we pray by the power of the Holy Spirit that you help us um, in the discussion that we're going to have. And that you give us a grace to speak with wisdom and that I pray that we honor you in these conversations and that we bless those that, you know, hear what we're talking about. So we thank you for in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Now, look, I'm going to say this and I might get in trouble and I'm already in trouble, <laughs> you know. So I just want the listeners to know this is how much I love y'all. You know, I'm risking my safety. But my girl made this apparent to me. She was like, every time that I say, you know, shame on you if you listen to the podcast, but you haven't rated us, that she feels personally attacked. (laughs) And I want to go ahead and personally attack her again because she still hasn't rated the podcast. And look, if you like what we're doing, if you enjoy the podcast, one way that we know that we are uh, reaching the masses, that we're doing something that is uh, appealing and, and, and people are really paying attention is by leaving us a rating, whether it is good or bad. You know, we love the good ratings, of course, but if you have something that you feel we can improve on, you can always leave your comments. If you go to the Apple Podcasts uh, platform, you can leave us a five-star rating, yes, four-star rating. If you leave us anything less than that, we won't come for you. <laughs> but no, just leave us a rating, you know? And we'd greatly appreciate it, man, because uh, so far the fo- the feedback we've been getting has been really good. So, man, um, if y'all could just keep us encouraged, you know, as we kind of push this, um, push this product forward. Of course, of course. All right, so let's get into today's topic we're going to be talking about the elections and politics, and we're Christian men. There's a lot of things that I've seen go on, whether it's with my peers or just on TV, whatever you want to call it, fake media, new, whatever. We've seen a lot of things. <laughs> and um, I, I guess just to open up the discussion, you know, what are the elections for? Like, what's, what's at stake here? So if you ask a lot of people, they'll say what's at stake is the future of of America, uh, where the nation is is heading, what the nation values, um, all of these things. Also, and additionally, like, what do we look for in a leader? Like, what is important? Um, Those various things are, if you ask most people, that's what they had most in mind in terms of, like, why why they voted. Yeah, and, you know, looking at 
the circus around the elections, you would think they had lines for your salvation. Like, okay, on the left side, you got Democrats, <laughs> and the right yeah. side, you got Republicans, and you know, you guys are gonna have separate paths into salvation, and that's not true, you know. And I, I think one thing a brother Raheem mentioned is it's, I guess, the fate of the nation, you know, the United States. But I also want to make sure that every Christian out there knows who's in charge of your life, yeah, you yeah. know, who's in charge of everything that is on this earth, you know, not just the United States. That's just a small dust particle, you know, like in the grand scheme of things, God is in control of your life. And if you do not have your affairs with God in order, you're worrying about the wrong thing if you're up in arms in terms of who's in charge of the United States. And and I don't know if you noticed this too. I noticed a lot of people worry, and I could kind of see this from social media, like even people that aren't really believers per se, like the amount of anxiety people are having from the, le- the people, election. Yeah. Right? So what that leads me to believe is just people are looking for something to place faith in, right? And mm. politics, especially living in this country, is a very easy thing. The government is a very easy thing to look towards. Like, yes, they can offer me some form of salvation, right? Or some form of of safety, right? But at the end of the day, you're trusting men that are just as sinful as us to make the right choices. Yeah. I mean, you're hopeful, but as we see in the Bible, right, with different kings and stuff, even they made poor choices, right? That the nations and stuff, especially Israel... You know, their leaders have made choices that they had to, you know, deal with the consequences of. So it's not 100% foolproof. Yeah. And you spoke of anxiety. And I, I want to ask the question to our listeners and also to, to us here. You know, does the anxiety that you get around election time, does that make you any less of a Christian? Because there there are some people that say, you know, hey, why are you worried about this? Like, they're, you're worrying about the wrong things. And as a Christian, I think sometimes you have these feelings and you feel, okay, is it something that I'm doing? Like, why Why do I feel this anxious? So does it make you any less of a Christian to be anxious about the elections? No, not necessarily. But I think what it is and is what I notice in myself is you always have to just do a hard check. Like, what am I worrying about and why am I worrying about it, right? And what I did in this season was anytime that I kind of got some anxiety, I just remembered in the back of my head, Ultimately, like I know this is a very cliche thing to say, but God is really in control. So me worrying won't change the outcome either way, left or right, right? Ultimately, God's perfect will is going to happen. It's going to be executed, mm-hmm. irregardless of whether I worry or I don't worry. You know what I'm saying? And like for me, that's one of the things I kind of check myself and I find myself um, kind of checking myself whenever. Because to me, it was only coming from social media. When yeah. I wasn't watching CNN or looking at Twitter... I generally felt fine. I wasn't like thinking about, I was like, you know, they're going to announce it. But what about you? How are you coping during the season? So some of the anxiety that I've seen, some people are like, the Proud Boys about to go crazy. <laughs> you know, yeah. some people saying it's going to be a civil war. Um, I mean, people are just saying anarchy. Um, people just going to be going crazy. And me personally, I haven't really felt anxious about it just because I'm not really a, I'm not, I don't really pay too much attention to politics. I think you have leaders and they do some good and you do some that's not so good. Yeah. And I just continue to pray that God will 
deliver me from whatever situation that I'm in. Yep. You know, um, but in terms of the anxiety, I think when you look through the gospel and you look at the disciples, um, there's so many times where the disciples were scared. Yep. You know, and yep. like when you think of um, when they were in the boat with Jesus, you know, and the boat started tipping, it's like, all right, man, <laughs> like, hey, something's about to happen. You know, like they they got scared too. You know, even when they received the Holy Spirit in the gospel, they were scared of the Jews, you know, so they locked themselves in. Just like some people are locking themselves in right now because yeah. they feel like the Proud Boys coming, lock your doors, hide your kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so that happens. But I think as Christians, we have to know where the power is. Okay, so if you think, okay, Trump getting reelected is going to solve all these problems, then, okay, there's a problem. If you think Biden getting elected is going to solve all the problems, there's a problem. Okay, these are men, just like me and you, who are also flawed, and that's not where the power lies. You know, and whenever we get in these moments where we're anxious, we should look to God to save us. Yeah. You know, so I I think, yeah, it, it doesn't make you any less of a Christian if, you know, hey, some anxiety comes, but make sure that you're focusing on the right things. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's what I think is, is the most important thing here. So uh, moving on, I, I, I've i heard some people say, you know, I'm not voting because I it's my right whether I want to do it. You know, I've heard people say, well, if you don't vote <laughs> that, you know, you are just slapping your ancestors, like pulling them up and you're yeah. slapping them. Dah, dah. You know, yeah. it, I, that's they, a complicated one. Too. <laughs> so let, let's dig into that. Like what? As a Christian, is it good to vote? Is it a bad thing not to like where do we stand here? so the the way I kind of look at it is, I think it is good to vote, right? But I think you should also just do it prayerfully, um do your research um, and pay attention to to certain things, right? Um, and also, if you don't want to vote and you choose not to, I'm not gonna like. I'm not one of those that, that I'm gonna stone. I'm I, like I'm not gonna stone you, but my thing is like just don't complain, cause mm-hmm. you didn't you didn't do anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so no, don't that's true. Don't don't complain. So because it's very easy to just do on the sidelines and complain when you didn't exercise um, exercise your right. Right. So that's kind of more so where where I stand. So I'm kind of interested to hear what you what you think and kind of what you feel about it. Uh, bro, I think. I'm I'm not mad at anybody. I'm not mad at anybody. And I'm going to go into the gospel where um, I think people were trying to ask Jesus, okay, should we pay taxes? You know, and and, and what did Jesus say? He said, uh, verbatim, he says, uh, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. You know, and I, I think we get caught up in all the trivial things of life. You know, okay, uh, some people are very passionate about it. Some people are not passionate about it. But give unto the U.S. government what is the U.S. government and give unto God what is God. And when you think about that, everything is God's. Everything is, 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 is under, everything is from God, you know. And, okay, you live in a country, there's a system. It's almost, to me, it's like, do I blame you for not having a favorite NBA team. Now, of course, you're saying, okay, the government, they make laws. They make things that could affect your money and things like that. But 
you still got to understand your money is not what's going to get you salvation, you know? I mean, hey, of course, it's nice to have money to be able to afford things, but at the same time, the government is not going to stop you from, you know, getting into heaven. They're not going to stop you from believing in God. So I, I look at it as, okay, if you don't want to vote, I, I look at it as like rooting for sports. Okay, you don't want to pay attention to sports. Yep. You don't want to have a good team. When a team wins, you could say, okay, hey, I want to join the bandwagon. Hey, yep. I'm team Biden. I'm <laughs> team Trump. Do as you please. You know, vote for your interest. Some people say, okay, look, I want lower taxes, so I'm going to vote for Trump. That's your prerogative. That's what you want, you know? And now that we get into this, and I guess my final say on that is, look, if you don't want to vote, that's your right. If you do want to vote, great. You're interested in your society, you know? And I think what you kind of said is where I'm at as well, where it's like, well, don't complain. If you don't vote and you (laughs) continually complain, it's like, well, there's a way that you could help out here. You chose not to, so don't complain. And also, by the way, what people fail to realize is it doesn't just end at voting, right? Even if you don't vote, there are things you can do in your community or different things that you can do to address certain issues that maybe you feel like the government is not addressing, right? You as a a Christian, even if you're not a Christian, right? There's Mm -hmm. things that you can do that help people or whatever the issue is, whatever you may be passionate about, there's things that you can do that can directly influence and or help with those issues, right? That's another thing we don't talk about enough. Yeah, and that's a good point you make, you know, that it's not just a single issue of, okay, just voting. You don't vote your way out of whether it's oppression or just issues. You know, once somebody gets elected, yes, things have to be made aware, you know, so you still have to do other things outside of just going and spending, I mean, depending on where you're located, it could be anywhere from 15 minutes to hours, you know, but it's more than just casting that vote, you know, so that's a good point you make. Now, we've been kind of talking about the different candidates, Biden, Trump, and everybody has their opinions on them, but what do you, are, are there consequences as a Christian to, because of your choice of a presidential candidate? So this is the stuff that I personally feel like is murky, and depending okay. on depending on who you who you listen to, right? I'm I've seen people on Facebook basically just saying if you vote for X Y Z, it's right. You're you're this if you. Yep. And I think that's very dangerous, right? It is because what you're doing is you're ascribing things that have nothing to do with, like you said earlier, with our salvation. Right. When I get to heaven. In my personal opinion, God is not going to care about if I was a Democrat or a Republican. What I believe he's going to care about is, did you spread my word? Did you bless people? Did you love your neighbor? Did you, did you, look, like, um, did you look like what I look like in heaven? Did you show my love to the earth? Did you behave in a manner that gave me glory? I feel like that's what God is going to care more about. The people I shared his word with, shared the gospel with. Those are his concerns. I'm not saying he doesn't care about that, but there's nowhere in the Bible, unless you can open it and show me, like right. show me where it says it says that. I don't I don't really, really see it. And that's why I said it's, it's very murky, because now you start adding things that, that aren't there, right? And, and maybe somebody that's a young believer might be impressionable, and, they, and maybe this is the first time voting, and they're going to feel condemned because, oh, I voted this way, or I didn't vote that way, you know? Yeah. 
No, good points made. And I, I think in terms of, okay, picking a presidential candidate, um, there are things that each candidate has done that you could look with a side eye and be like, all right, now that's a little, <laughs> yeah. that's a little shaky now, but we're not the ones to judge. We're not the ones to judge. You know, like God ultimately has judgment exactly. over all of us. You know, and I think you get people who say, well, I want my my little kids to be able to look up to leadership and, you know, see somebody that acts a certain way that mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, lash out. And true, yep. th- that's true. But I think we also have to focus more on ourselves. Yep. What I mean by that, there's a passage, I was looking for it in Matthews, I forget where it was, but I think it was like when you're worried about the... Speck in your eye? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and or I think it's a, it's a beam and a moat. You know, and it's kind of like you're worried about the about something in your brother's eye, but then you're not paying attention to the log in your eye. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And I think, you know, if you're one of those people that's like, yeah, I want my ch-, make sure you're being the best example. Don't put it on the government to be the example for your children. Okay, of course, we want everybody to be pleasant and nice, and you know, do things in a way that we feel is representative of you know, how a Christian person should be, how a nice person should be. But, you know, if we can be those things ourselves, I think it's easier for it to permeate through the society if everybody is carrying that ownership. And it's also the kind of the same thing, too, with, like, having your kids look up to athletes and musicians, right? We're, we're doing something wrong as a society and culture when we're putting all the onus on officials and government. Yeah. Because they're just more morally as messed up as we are, because we've seen the numerous scandals and stuff that have happened in, in politics, whether, you know, extramarital affairs or money issues. It's, it's not just Africa happens. It happens in the United States, too, where politicians are involved in some shady, shady business, too. So let's also remember that as well. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to be honest. If you say you support Trump, we're going to have a debate. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a debate. We'll have a debate. But I'm not going to sit here and say, okay, yeah, you're... Not a Christian because you think Trump is going to be a good president. Okay, I'm not going to sit here and say that. It's almost like you can talk to me about, okay, who's the greatest of all time in different sports, uh, film, whatever it is. And we can have differing opinions. We can have debates. They can be serious debates where it's like things get a little fiery. (laughs) Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's not like, okay, because you believe that like your association does not dictate you know, where you stand with God. It's we- It's so weird, bro. Like, I saw a lot of this in this, especially, and I see it every four years, and it's blown me, is this extreme that people jump to, right, where they assume certain things. And it's based on a numerous bunch of, of issues, which we're, which we're going to talk about, whether it's Black Lives Matter or abortion or whatever, like, the issue is um, people or the topic, whatever. People assume based off of, what they think they know, whatever whatever that is, and they're ascribing things to you, whether you're yeah. a Republican or a Democratic. And I've seen a lot of Christians do that too, and even non-believers. It's a very weird phenomenon. Yeah. And let's let let's let's make it clear. What we're talking about is not worshiping a candidate, okay? Because I have heard some things where it's like, all right, that's a little dicey now. You know, it's like, yeah, he could never do any wrong. You know, he's, oh, yeah, he's going to deliver. He's going, he's this. And I'm like, all right, now. You know, if you want to vote for somebody because they have something that pertains to an interest of yours, 
fine. Hey, do as you please. But if you are believing that somebody is the Messiah, they could do no wrong. Oh, <laughs> you know, they they have ultimate. That that's a different thing. Now we're not talking about that. You need to get your life together. On that note, you know. So I guess whatever candidate that you think can run this country, um, the other party, they 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 lose. So Trump is losing. He's lost. How do you feel about that? Are you celebrating this? <laughs> Are you sitting here like, okay, you know, it is what it is? So for me, under normal circumstances, if this was any other Republican candidate and they were generally like a decent person, I, I literally, I would not care. Um, not saying I, I, don't, I wouldn't care at all, but I, it just wouldn't move me the way yeah. this does, right? And I'm, and I, like I was telling you, I don't apologize because of the way, I'm, by the way, I think two things can be true. I can be gracious to the president. I can be gracious, right, to Trump. But I can also disapprove and say that his behavior is terrible. Yeah, right, right. right. Two things can be true. They don't conflict, right? I don't wish any harm or evil towards him because I've seen a lot of stuff. Even with all the stuff he said to people, I don't wish no harm, no evil to him, right? But I can also reprimand him and be gracious and merciful to him, right? So I don't apologize for being happy that he lost. Did you post any memes making I did. fun of Trump? I did. All right. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to be honest. I actually posted one this morning. God have mercy on me. Where somebody was throwing him through a window. Okay, so. <laughs> somebody throwing him through. You yeah. want to hurt the man? No, it was like, come on, dog, chill. I'm going to send it to you offline. You can be the judge. It, I thought it was funny. but So you was beating around the bush for a little bit. So yeah. you putting out memes. They throw no, Trump out the window. No, I only posted one meme, okay? I wasn't as bad as other people. That went ham yesterday. People was waiting on them tweets, bro. They had them on save for four years. They was waiting. Oh, so I mean, look. It, at the end of the day, this was also entertainment to us. Not you know, I, I, I feel you on that because, to a certain extent, it was entertainment to Trump. Okay, because when Trump was getting his jokes off, someone was kind of funny. Someone it was. was, yeah. Someone it was, was. yeah. Someone was hitting. You know, so for me, it's like, hey, we can get jokes off too. You know, this is all, hey, fun and games. It's no harm done. You know, so I, I look at it as, hey, look, some of this is entertainment. Like, I know some of our parents who were paying attention to this news 24 7 for What's like that? how many years? What's that, What's bro? It? Yeah, yeah. So they get this news and it's like, oh, yes, I don't. and they're celebrating. And I, I get it. I get it. But I will say, you still have to have some type of responsibility to mm -hmm. say, okay, like, if there's something that is truly ugly that you're... Like, I don't know, some people can talk about his family, you know, and talk about... Yeah, they go like, really far. They go really, really far, you know? And you look at that and you say, okay, well, he does things soon. It's like, he's he not the standard. You're not yeah. following Donald Trump, okay? You're supposed to be trying to be Christ-like, okay? It doesn't so, justify it. Yeah, it, do it doesn't justify it, okay? And I know Donald Trump has done some things that we could look at and be like, uh, all right, that wasn't the best thing to do, but you got to understand, you're not trying to be like Donald Trump, okay? Just because... He was the president of the U.S. doesn't mean, oh, I have to kind of go along with how he acts. No, you're always looking at it from a standpoint of how can I be a better person in this life that can get me, you know, that much closer to heaven, you know? And a lot of times with all these little petty memes and stuff like that, it's that gentle, but it can go overboard. So just be mindful of that, you know? And I guess also looking at, looking at where we stand as Christians... How do you feel we 
fit into the overall scope of politics? So if we're being 100% honest, and I'm finding myself, the more I kind of grow in my faith and kind of grow in the understanding of who Christ is, I'm starting to realize that for real, for real, we don't really have a home within this, especially within American politics. We really don't have a home. And the reason why I say that is because, right, and I'm learning with myself personally, there are certain things that I agree with Republicans on, right, and there's things that mm-hmm. I agree with Democrats on, right? But there's also things that I disagree, re- disagree with Republicans on, as well as I disagree with um, Democrats yeah. as well, right? Yeah. So I'm realizing that neither of them are 100% in line with what I believe, not just faith-wise, right? Like, like some of the things I think are simple, just like programs that help people in need, you know what I'm saying? Like welfare yeah. and stuff like that. Like I'm not against that. Same thing with like tax cuts. Even like me, me and you, we talk money and finance. Me personally, I don't even mind paying higher taxes as long as it benefits the society as a whole. And the people that need things get those things that are in need of it. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. me as a, that comes from me being a Christian, right? Showing mercy to those that, that need mercy and, and helping those that are in need, even if that means that I have to pay a little bit more, right? Even if that means that I have to sacrifice a little bit more for the common good. And and I think that's kind of where we can kind of get stuck, where there's things, like I was saying earlier, things I disagree on and other stuff I, I agree on. Like, if you really kind of understand what you believe and why you believe, you're going to figure out, like me, that it's kind of hard to park on either side of the fence and be like, yes, this is where... I feel comfortable when I'm learning in reality. I don't really feel comfortable anywhere, and that's okay. Hey, bro, I disagree with the Democrats when they got them battle rappers to promote for them. <laughs> like, oh, God. Come on, man. Like, stop pandering. You know, I disagree when they got two chains. To, yeah, they do it all to, the time, though. So, yeah. And yeah. It, look, and I'm joking around here, but like my man Raheem said, it's, it's, it's things on both sides of the table where it's like, uh, yeah, I'm kind of good on that, you know. And there's things on both sides say where I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna have a little bit more of that, you know. I order order to go yeah. for that, you know. And I think as 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 Christians, we we're talking about this, we we're talking about this offline. We we're talking about how the church kind of takes a side, and sometimes we feel like we have to side with the church. And do you know what is challenging now is, I feel like, and this is my personal opinion. I actually tweeted this a few a few days ago. I feel like the Republican Party has been pimping the body of Christ mm. for years. Like little pimp. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but and I know pimping is like like a a harsh term. But how dare you? On but, but, theology. This guy. <laughs> no, but I mean personally, and it's the same way Democrats do to like black people. So yeah. Like yeah. no one is above getting criticized on right, right. on this episode. Pimping but, on both sides. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like. They hold this thing, and and again, like which is um, which will we might as well go into it now. Abortion. That's literally what they hold over the body of Christ. Like, yes, we're gonna we're gonna fight against this, you know, whatever the case may be. But we've seen historically, even with like a majority Senate and like uh, like a majority, a majority even in the Supreme Court, right? And I think in like since Roe v. Wade has been passed, they have not overturned it. And that's even with Republicans having a majority. They haven't done anything with it. So I don't think they're going to do anything, even though they, quote, unquote, have had the power to repeal it before. So it's like, why are you letting them um, dangle this over your head when clearly if we follow the information, they have not done 
anything to change it or remove it since that's what you want. But that's a topic of discussion for another day. But what do you what do you think? What's your take? Bro, I think, yeah, the, the church, I think you made this point. I want to make sure I give you your just due. You made this point as far as it seems like all the church cares about is just the abortion issue. You know, and I think when you are dealing with matters involving children, yeah, it's definitely like it, it's it, there's an emotional attachment there. But every sin is a sin. You know, it's like, hey, if you close your eyes to all these other sins where it's like, oh, but this one it's, it's like, hey, look. You're still sinning yep. at the end of the day. And I mean, I, I personally just think with the churches kind of, I guess it's a un, like it's not really spoken about because you don't see too many people saying, hey, the church is always going to vote Republican, but you know that that's where it kind of like lies. I think personally, it's, it's, it's a flaw in the church. You know, the church is not perfect. Um, ultimately, the church can the church can use some reform. You know, I think the church has brought some people to Christ, and they've driven away some people from Christ at the same time. So, I think it's something that the church has to work on. And I'm looking at some statistics here um, in terms of uh, who the church favors, and we're gonna just look at just the Protestant slash other Christian. Voters who make up 42% of voters per this poll. Where's this poll from? The Washington Post. Yeah, the Washington Post. So 62% favor Trump. And most of that is just because of his stance on abortion, honestly. Like, that's the only talking point, you know? And I think you kind of said we can talk, we can save this for later, but I'm going to talk about it and, now. And honestly, like, even amongst among Catholics, it's 25%. It's 47, 51. 51. So basically, yeah. it's still major, and it's still majority Trump, even if you like add both groups. And if you go like um, further down to like white evangelical Christians, 76 percent Trump, twenty three percent Biden. Right. So it's yeah. interesting to see that breakdown. What do you think about that when you see those statistics? I mean, <laughs> whenever I see something that is highly skewed to one side, especially in terms of the church where Jesus ain't here for all these politics, bro. Like Jesus is coming in and he's trying to save people. And it's not about, okay, hey, this is the side that I bang with. I'm going to deal with this. I take issue with that. I see there's room for honestly corruption. You know, whenever you are that heavily favoring one side. And I think the church has to understand that they play a big role in society. You know, like it's not just like, oh, that's just the church and yeah, they're fine. They're just another, they're just people. They can, you know, have the same uh, type of feelings that the, no, the church is a big staple in everyday folks' life. You know, like, like I said, the church brings people to Christ and they also drive people away from Christ too. You know, so I personally think the church needs reform. I agree. I agree. And I'm not I'm not the person with all the answers. I don't have the new church that's going to do yeah. all the great... I, I don't have it's, those answers. But I think it definitely needs to kind of be dispersed and started from scratch. And I agree with you. It's like, I don't feel like the church should be overwhelmingly selling itself to a party, right? Because it's like, even if they serve my 
interest or whatever that is, right? What am I? What am I giving up? Yeah. What am true. I? What am I giving up to get something from them? Right? Because that's what politics is. Exactly. Everything costs me something, right? And now, by the way, I am like my brother. Like I, and by the way, I hate these terms: pro-life, pro-choice, or whatever. Obviously, like I'm anti-abortion, right? But I also understand. We were talking about this. That it's a very complex issue. As much as people want to make it black and white, it's more gray, right? There's situations that are very complex, right? And although I am against it, I also understand that I can't paint every situation with a broad brush. And like, I think we were talking about it offline. Like, I'm not saying it's not my concern because I am concerned, but my bigger concern is how do you help people in terms of like preventative measures, right? I think instead of the church, us worrying so much, I'm not saying we shouldn't worry. Like we should obviously fight for the unborn. But like what else can we do for people that helps them? You know what I'm saying? Because if you, even if you look at the numbers, people in our communities are disproportionately affected by this issue. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, well, how can we help those that are in those situations? Whether it's, I mean, obviously we're for abstinence, but like whether that's like, um, you know, preventative measures like um, contraception and protection. Yeah. Like how do we... Get ahead of this so the person doesn't even have to go down this path. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I, I, I agree with you. I feel like you're basically saying, you know, why do we pull the alarm at a certain point when we could sound the alarm at the beginning? You know, like that. So you, you, you get this woman who, okay, for whatever reason, she wants to have the abortion. It's okay, you ring the alarm. But we could also focus on trying to reach these youth, these young women at earlier stages, and like you said, some more preventative measures. So, no, I, I agree with you on that. And I think, uh, you know, sometimes the church does play the judge in some cases, you know, with kind of just like, okay, we're going to rule on this. And it, it, it can send people away and kind of stop them from continuing on their path to have a relationship with God, you know. So, yeah, bro, I think it needs reform. Um, I know, I remember I was, I was dating a young lady and um, I remember I was talking about abortions and, oh man, she schooled me on this topic. You know, she just schooled me on it. And it's one of those things where I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say she schooled me on it because, you know, it's like we, as men, we were never going to understand all the complications that exactly. come with exactly. carrying a child, yep. you know, but I will say um, I'm pro-life as well. And it's just... It, it, it does it shouldn't start at you know okay hey once uh, the woman is about to make that choice you know we need to start tackling it okay let's have better um, education around uh, sexual let's have better sexual education let's also in terms of our families you know I think it's difficult because I'm. I grew up in an African household. And yeah, we don't talk about yeah, it. Yeah, there was no, you yeah. know, hey, look, it was just if you come back here and you say somebody is pregnant, that's your life, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it's like let's start tackling it earlier in with a different in a in a different manner because just trying to put fear into somebody, that's that's not it. And you know what I really liked about. What, what we both kind of said and I kind of feel like where we agree. Although you notice how, although although we are pro-life, you notice how we don't just, um, you notice how we don't just try to condemn people. 
We're yeah. more we're more focused on, and we understand that it's complex. So it's like it's better to be preventative and try to help people ahead of time as opposed to just condemning them. And, and I like that analogy used with the alarm. Instead of like going crazy at this extreme point, like, no, like, hey, let's try to be more proactive in helping people, right? And I think part of that is being the church, getting to people yeah. as early as we can. You know what I'm saying? And that's part of where I said, there are some things that are out of your hands, right? I'm not saying, and I'm not trying to take away the power of voting. We kind of talked about this, but there are certain things that you can do that can affect your community positively. And that's kind of one of the things where you can be there in the trenches, right? Be yeah. there teaching people, showing them the way, and just trying to help. You know what I'm saying? Because it's very easy for me to get on my keyboard and condemn people, and I'm not doing anything to help, whether that's um, putting my money to a cause or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's very easy. Yeah. Hey, bro, so I know this is a podcast episode about voting and elections, but what would you say, and I, I'm, I'm going to go first. I think if, there's any, if I meet any man or woman, because men also participate in this, all right? If you're yeah. a man and you feel like, hey, I, I told her she could do what she wanted to do, and she, it's still on you as well, yeah. okay? It's not just on a woman, okay? So if I meet any man or woman that says, okay, hey, I've had an abortion, I think for me it's like, okay, first pray about it, but then also ask, seek forgiveness. Ask God for forgiveness, Okay. I'm not going to condemn you, but you have to go to God. And that that's my first thing, you know. And I've, I've been in this position before, and it's like, well, you don't understand what I was going through. And I'm like, that's not for me to understand what you were going through. You know, you can go to God and tell God everything that you were going through and all. just ask God for forgiveness. And another thing, too, your thing is just to be gracious. That's, that's, the, yeah. that's literally the only thing I can do is be gracious and compassionate. Because, again, I would never understand what... You felt, and I yeah. can only imagine the weight of how heavy that feels, right? And and I and I saw something that was very interesting, where like even people that didn't have faith in God talked about that heavy, that heaviness, what that what that felt like, right? Mm -hmm. And what that leads me to believe is part of that is just part of the human experience. We all feel pain, we feel sadness, we feel guilt for various things, and I can only imagine what a woman in that scenario would would feel like. So to kind of to your point, the biggest thing is just for me as a man. It's to be gracious, compassionate, and yeah, understanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so let's get back to yeah. voting in the election. So did you pray for Trump when he was president? Because, wait, did you pray for Trump now? Because he still is president. Uh, to be honest, bro, I, I didn't. <laughs> Yo, me neither. <laughs> I bro, I, now, I, I did pray for the state of things in America. Yes, okay, I did. I, I, did I, I did do that, but I did not specifically pray for Donald J. Trump. You know, and are, are we terrible for not praying for him? Um, I wouldn't say terrible, but I think we could have done more in that area. I myself realized I probably could have prayed more for him, irregardless of how I feel. Not even him. after he caught the COVID? You didn't pray for him? No, uh, I, I, no that one I wished that. No, no, no. I <laughs> you was, wished? No, let me, sorry, let me rephrase that. Let me, let me rephrase that before people run with the soundbite. I was hopeful that God would, would heal him and that, you know, nothing... Bad would happen yeah. to him. Like I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Come yeah. on, bro. This guy. <laughs> Come on, dog. <laughs> no, bro. I'm kind of in the same boat. I it never came out of my mouth. Like, hey, Lord, please help Donald J. Trump. It never really did. And 
you know, the Bible tells us in instances that we should pray for our enemies. You yep. know, we, yep. we pray for everyone. So that's somewhere that, you know, I, I could be better in. And I, you know what? I'm going to pray for Trump. And I'm not even trying to be petty like, oh, he lost, you know. No, I'm going to just pray for him, you know, because you never know what he's going through. You know, as, as much as he seems like he tweets everything he's going through, you never know. And I'm, I'm going to pray for him tonight. No, nah, that's real. I, I, and um, I think I need to be more gracious to him on his way out, too. So I'm going to try and do that. Yeah. Nice. Well, hey, man, I, I hope we've given you... Huh, what do I want to say? I hope we've given you a little bit more clarity on some things that you need to be focused on in this season, okay? In all seasons, honestly. You know, I think they, they, they've called it for Biden, but if you think President Biden is going to deliver you from all your life struggles, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I beg to differ on that note. And I was going to also say, for those that are Christians and feel as if this government under democratic or whatever the case may be is going to impede on our religious freedoms. I'm, I kind of just want to leave out with this question. Why are we acting as if the government can take away our religious liberty if they never gave it to us in the first mm. place, right? This, this liberty comes from God and from God alone. So they can't take it, even if they make it illegal. As, as my brother was talking about um, to me offline, the disciples were in hiding, right? The early church was in hiding. Yep. The government was against Christianity, even though it didn't have the name Christianity at the time. They had to meet in secret. They had to worship in secret. Everything they did was in secret. So they cannot, you know, take away what they didn't give us. So I just want you to leave out with that. Yeah, yeah. So let's go ahead and share our scriptures for the episode. You want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. So my scripture comes from Psalm 22, verse 28, and it says... For kingship belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. So what we what we kind of see from that, just to keep it a stack, although there's physical people here, it's ultimately God that rules from above, right? Mm -hmm. You know, the people that we just see are just figureheads. No disrespect to them. I mean, they are important, but ultimately just remember in the back of your head that the real kingship belongs to belongs to God. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm going to go ahead and share my scripture from Romans 13, verse 1. It says, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. So, no, God's alarm did not uh, fail to go off, and he's sleeping, and he wakes up, and he's like, oh, I can't believe... No, he, he, all this is part of God's plan, okay? Nothing happens that... God does not already approve of, okay? Like, he sees all this. He knows the outcome of the election. While we were panicking, he knows everything that's going to happen, you know? And I think sometimes people, I know there were some evangelicals that were like, oh, God, it's saying this person is going to, look. False prophets. <laughs> hey, what was, what was the one? Paula White. Yeah, Paula White. Angels from Africa. <laughs> Angels from Africa. Hey, hey. Oh, my goodness, man. That was hilarious, you know. But, yeah, God is in control at all times, you know. And whether you wanted Trump to win or you wanted Biden to win, just understand that uh, all of this passed through God, you know. And stop being so anxious about things. Stop worrying so much. Yeah. Facts. Well, hey, man, it's been another episode of Urban Theology. Thank you for tuning in. 
My name is Toby. You can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at longlive, T-O-B-E, at longlive, T-O-B-E. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram. We are at urban theology underscore. Do not forget the underscore. Urban theology underscore. And you can find me on both Instagram and Twitter at rice underscore and stew. That's rice underscore and stew. Yeah, thank you for being with us. Continue to share this with your friends. We appreciate all the support, and we can't wait till next week. We got another jam-packed episode for you. Peace and blessings. Peace.